Hello and welcome to Smart TV with me, Kellyanne Taylor, live from the studio and Caroline, our roving reporter this week. Hello. <laughs> Caroline, what do you have for me this week on TV? It's, it's a big event, isn't it? It is. So it's festival season and Woo-hoo. this is, I would say, uh, the, uh, what do they call it? Prima Inter Alice? First among equals, Glastonbury. This is the one they all want. In his exclusive interview with Radio Times last week, Elton John talked about how he's never played it before, but it's the one that really musicians take very, very seriously. Um, And after, what, a 50-year career, he's bringing his tour to an end, he says. But this could be the last time we get to see him in the UK on stage. So pretty phenomenal. He's the big headliner, Sunday evening, 9 p.m. Obviously, if you can't quite face the long drop and other Glastonbury delights, you can watch it all from your sofa because the BBC, as usual, have gone to town with their offering on radio, online, different stages, uh, all across the field. So um, you won't miss a note, which is great news. Well, this is what I'm most looking forward to is, I've got to say, it's going to be incredible mm-hmm. to watch Elton John. I don't have to put my wellies on. I don't... But, <laughs> go but, on. Who's it going to be instead? Go on. I can't believe it. The people that they've got this year, it's incredible. So I mm-hmm. am excited for Lizzo, of course, which it will be on Saturday, 9pm. And Lewis Capaldi, who I recently watched his documentary, mm-hmm. which kind of charted his success, but also the negatives of that and how it's led to him kind of developing a twitch. And that's all to do with the kind of stress and strain that being so successful after an initial album has put on him. Oh, so, really? Oh, so, so those, all his, his Tourette's and all his other um, physical mental challenges has come about because of his success? Well, I think it's been triggered by or started showing significant symptoms kind of when he was writing the second album. So he's had quite Gosh. a lot of time off. The documentary is well, well worth the watch. Mm. It's incredibly Netflix, moving. It, yeah, it's Netflix. Okay. And it's... He's really candid. You know, often in those documentaries, I think that they don't really bear all, but he he's not ashamed to lift the lid and really show us his side of things and not afraid to show how bad it's got. So uh, I'm wishing him the best and I'm really excited to see him performing and I'm, I Aww. hope that he's, you know, in good health and comes at it and, you know, enjoys the kind of environment of live performing in Glastonbury, which I'm sure he will be surrounded Aww. by very supportive people. That crowd will be rooting for him. You've completely persuaded me. I mean, normally um, I kind of hang out for the legends slot these days. (laughs) Of course you do. They come round again. I mean, not everybody is so favoured. I think uh, some people might be regretting holding up their Dear Rolf Harris, Please Marry Me um, banners back in the day. But when you get people like Barry Gibb and Dolly Parton, you know, that's the stage for me. This year it's Cat Stevens, but there's just always somebody great. I mean, the Evis family just really know what they're doing with the bookings, don't they? So great. All yeah, right. so you can catch that across the BBC all weekend. Keep your eyes peeled and there'll be lots of highlight shows as well. Now, Caroline, you have, for me, Radio Time's treasure, I think. It's a show that mm-hmm. lots of our readers, it's Heartland readers, this show. So tell me all about it. It's the repair shop. Now, I normally wouldn't bother to talk about this because, as you say, it's a given. People who know about the repair shop, of which there are millions, I think it really kind of caught a wave during lockdown and people started to realise just how reassuring and how simple and how content-making the idea of mending something much-loved that had been in the family for generations really was. So what a beautiful show anyway. And if you didn't need persuading, tune in for this very special episode on Wednesday 
evening. It's a celebration of the 75th anniversary of the NHS and they have none other than um, what well, they start with. Uh, oh, this is so sweet. Thomas the Tank Engine, a catering trolley that for three decades was wheeled, bringing food and happiness to the patients Aww. on a children's ward. I mean, just my heart fills for that. And then we have Michael Rosen, who everybody's favourite children's author. Um, he has what he calls a patient diary. Now, of course, he went through the horrors of COVID. He was in a coma for 40 days. He didn't know what he went through, but the nurses and the people around the, the medical team took turns to fill in a patient diary for him. So he's got some reference points. And anytime he says he's feeling uncertain, he goes back to those pages and he reads what went on and just how many people put themselves out to help him and save him. So it's so moving in so many different ways. And in his hands, he brings to the repair shop the patient diary of which he speaks in the hope that they can keep it safe so that he can continue to thumb those pages for many years to come. Wow, that sounds incredibly moving. I and know. The repair shop is, it's, it's a tearjerker. Mm. It's the human stories, I think, which are so lovely and they just get you every time. I know, and they're just really simple ones you know i mean of course everybody has the uh the kind of antiques roadshow fairy tale in their heads don't they where they've got some heirloom and it's worth millions of pounds in the loft but these are the ones that really get me when it's just a yeah. rag doll that needs an eye and all that kind of stuff it's so sweet yeah. so yes do tune in so i have an offering this week which is another documentary rose ailing ellis signs for change monday 9 p.m bbc one so i was first introduced to rose when she was on strictly and i don't know I, i'm sure you remember i think everyone remembers this very poignant moment when she was dancing with her partner and they stopped the music because rose is deaf and it was entering into her world as a hearing person and why she's famous, she was in EastEnders, now a regular on TV. And she embarks on this kind of emotional, compelling journey to discover whether society is adapting quickly enough to be more inclusive for the deaf community. And there are some shocking statistics in this, such as not all parents who have a deaf child are offered BSL or to learn British Sign Language. So it's obviously creating a disparity because the idea behind it is that deaf children should or may be able to learn to speak and so the issue with that is or what Rose's argument is is actually BSL has been incredibly important for her in communicating with her own community so the deaf community and the importance of BSL so it's something that I think it's always interesting to see through someone else's perspective and to learn a little bit more but I think often and we've spoken about these these documentaries kind of headed up by celebrities or influencers this is actually someone who knows what they're talking about so I think it just hits the nail on the head so much more than so many of these docs do so it is 110% worth a watch isn't it interesting how somebody can go from being somebody nobody really knows or perhaps as an actress in EastEnders to a national advocate a champion in such a short space of time and it just shows that she had all that knowledge all her life but we just didn't have the access to it. So um, just shows the power of telly. Yeah, and also the power of accessibility and the power of these people who are paving the way for a world that I'm mm. sure will become so much more accessible. And you know, it's, it's heavy as the head as well. You know, she's having to take on a really burdensome role, one that she steps up to the challenge, but it's not easy to be, to know that you're at the forefront of paving the way for other people. Yep, for sure. Well, Godspeed to her. So 
we're now going to be remembering two absolute icons. Caroline, you go first. Okay, well, um, this comes around in the schedules every now and again, and I always jump on anything like this, as I may have uh, bent your um, your furry ear before about my book that I wrote about the Carry On films last year. So Channel 5 are bringing us Sid James' comedy icon, and this is a shameless walk down memory lane with one of the nation's most treasured, I wouldn't say comedian, even though he was the uh, the cornerstone of the Carry On films and so many other funny films. He really was an actor. He was a jobbing actor. But just through sheer circumstance, he got many, many a gig. I mean, he was in something phenomenal, like 70 films. But um, people will know him best for the laugh and uh, the, the twinkle in his eye and just that kind of everyman quality. I had the great fortune in researching my book to come across his daughter and son. And they both used to tell me about how they would walk down the street with him, their dad, and he couldn't get to the corner because everybody just wanted to stop and shake Sid by the hand because he was just one of those people that everyone felt they knew very, very well. So um, not a comedian, never an Oscar winning actor, you know, never hit the heights, but that wasn't what he wanted to do. And I'm um, very happy that this programme explores him and just shows a bit like the repair shop, you know, the, the pleasure of the everyday. This is the magic of the everyman. So there's obviously a theme of um, embracing the ordinary and applauding it this week. So that's Sid James, comedy icon, Saturday, Channel 5, 7.30pm. Well, who do you have for me? I have Glenda Jackson, This Cultural Life, BBC iPlayer, and it's available now. So, you know, tribute absolutely poured in when it was announced that Glenda Jackson had died aged 87 and this was filmed I believe last year when she was still a working actress and uh, she gave an interview to John Wilson that looked back over her career and you know it kind of marks it from the very beginnings of her starting out in Amdram there's bits where she's talking about working in boots it you know, taps on some absolutely iconic moments, her not turning up to the Oscars, for example, because, quote unquote, she was busy working. <laughs> and then also, you know, talking about her her career as well as an MP. So it charts it all. It's a really lovely thing to watch, I think, always in the aftermath of, you know, when this news is broadcast. And it's a really nice thing to have, you know, and I love the this cultural life interviews you know it's it's mm -hmm. such a deep dive and the access is really quite charming and it's a must watch if you were impacted by the news lovely all right thank you my little thing from the archive this week for you is because after Glastonbury, my goodness, this summer is just quite high octane, isn't it? We've had Eurovision, we've had a coronation, we've got Glastonbury, Elton's big goodbye, apparently, and then we've got Wimbledon. So just as a little bit of homework, I suggest people can go to Netflix where Breakpoint um, has just dropped some brand new episodes. This is an ongoing series. Netflix have really discovered this, the special source in recent years and months, which is intimate, access all areas, sports documentaries. So we've had the Last Dance, which we used to discover basketball and Michael Jordan. We've revisited Formula One with Drive to Survive. We've also got the Tour de France, I think, has got the special treatment. And Breakpoint is, is the tennis representative, is the tennis arm of that uh, corporation. So uh, obviously a lot hinges on the charisma of Nick Kurios, who is a troubled but, but spectacular proponent of the sport. We talked about the gods of tennis and how these great personalities lived and breathed and triumphed in the 80s. 
this does something different. This goes behind the scenes. So we see the troubles and some of the more personal challenges. But I think it makes us root for them. I think it's very valuable, complementary aspect of sport and sporting heroism these days is to know exactly what's going on behind and how much it's taken for them to even get as far as the court. So swat up on Breakpoint and then sit down with your strawberries and cream in a couple of weeks. And talking of sitting down and enjoying something on telly, my film of the week uh, is Mm. Matilda, which is coming to Netflix on Sunday. I loved this remake, this all singing, all dancing remake, very family friendly. I don't need to explain the premise to you. It's the adaptation of Roald Dahl's much beloved book starring Emma Thompson as Miss Trunchable, fantastic Miss Trunchable, almost unrecognisable. Um, and Lashana Lynch gives a stunning Miss Honey. So you need no more convincing. If you're looking after the kids, grandkids, this is a great family watching and it's available from Sunday on Netflix. You must be so happy. <laughs> I am. You know me. I love the heartwarming <laughs> content. Um, right. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed the show and you are very much tuning in each week to listen to our recommendations, please do leave a review. It makes a massive difference. Review and, of course, subscribe so you never miss out on us marking your cards for the week ahead when it comes to telly. And if there's any programmes that you think we should be watching, please email in to podcast at radiotimes.com. Until next Friday, happy happy viewing. viewing!